In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
know how to handle that All my tracks bust, so the trunks, yeah, we rattle that Stay down with hip hop, but I ain't got a battle rap Big up my nigga GLC, riding 20 Oh, what you, what do you say? Not bad, to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I got my drink, got my two-step, my drink, got my two-step. It's on, it's on, it's on. God. For those of you watching on YouTube, you just didn't hear the beginning song. And I got my drink and my two-step. I remember hearing that mashup for the first time and just, I was like, wow, I'm home. I got my drink and my two-step. I always, I'm never in the club any longer, you know, anymore. But when I do... 
have any kind of beverage, I always do a little two-step. And I'm always in my head. I'm like, I got my drink and my two-step. Anywho, you guys, today we're going to go through something painful together. We're going to revisit something, something, a traumatic memory from our past. And that's right. We're going to recap last week's season finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season three. Wow. What a finale. What an amazing show. What a way for us to all spend our time watching this amazing show with amazing storytelling skills. <laughs> but don't worry, we got more than that because we got we got a very special guest. We got my mom, Becky Bailey, joining us. Those of you on YouTube will not see that part, so you can go over to the audio and listen to that because I'm not putting my mom on camera. Not for at least a million dollars. She's in demand, I'm telling you. Um, so we're going to cover a couple of things, a couple of pop culture stories before Becky, and then we'll get into Salt Lake. How are you guys doing? How was the re-entry to the week? Was it weird? Um, I bet it was Monday, man. It's, and it's, it's raining in Los Angeles, but I'm in Arizona and it's all gloomy and rainy here too. This gloom, man, I know it comes with January, but sometimes, like I always say, if you're not ready for the gloomy weather, you've got to be emotionally prepared for crappy weather. If not, it'll just take you away. It'll just... Just flush it down the old toilet of January. Um, <laughs> this is starting so good already. Um, if you guys like the show, and why wouldn't you, uh, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That stuff really helps. And I'm not even talking about just me. Just for every podcast you listen to. It's like kind of the freest thing you can do. If you want to put a little money on the line, you can go join the Patreon. Like I announced yesterday, we're going to be covering Summer House exclusively on the Patreon in terms of recaps for those shows. And those are some of my favorite recaps. So if you're interested in that, go over and check it out. It's not going to hurt you. It's like five bucks a month. It's going to be great. Um, I saw right before I came on, me and my mom were watching Watch What Happens Live, as you know, most mother and sons do. And we saw the trailer for Vanderpump Rules, the new season. But it was it was like, I'm bringing sexy back. And it was like kind of this new version of Justin Timberlake's sexy back. <laughs> it was like bringing sexy back and Sandoval like blue steals the camera. He like turns. He's like, what's up? It's me, Sandoval. Like it was really, got me excited. It was cheesy as hell, but it was the right kind of cheesy. And it actually got me excited. So February 8th, you guys is the season premiere of that. Now in further news, this is, I'm going to make you guys jealous of me. I really, I hate to do this. I've always wanted to be that person. I've told you, if you're longtime listeners of the show, this is stuff I geek out about. I watched the season premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey season 13 today. Yeah. Just be happy for me. Why can't... And I got to tell you, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm really happy it's back. It was... It's There's just something in the DNA of these shows where the best I can kind of compare it to is when you go on summer break at school and you come back that first day and you're so excited to see everybody and their new clothes that they brought for back to school and you get all excited because you go and get like a new trapper keeper i'm dating myself or whatever the school product you're excited because you're ready to go the year is full of possibilities and that's what it was like watching this uh this season premiere that's going to come out, I believe February, I think the first, I think it's right around Vanderpump rules time. And then summer house is February 13th, but it is very exciting. You guys, I'm so excited. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a great season. There was a lot of stuff that is very similar. Uh, I'm talking about Joey and Melissa uh, and Teresa and and uh, Louie. That stuff is revisited pretty much immediately. I can't go too much further into it, but I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised and kind of excited. There is one new cast member that I'm in love with already. She's great. I mean, if, if the first episode proves any like if she's great and one of her children is a star like melania times 20 like i mean just like wow i'm like oh my god this this little kid's gonna run the show at some point that's so those are just quick thoughts i can't give any kind of review uh but i just wanted to throw that out there just because i was just really excited to watch it it was a gloomy day and i was like yeah you deserve real housewives of new jersey yeah uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Ooh. Okay. So Kyle, do you know this Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? You heard her? She's been on the show a couple seasons now. Um, she got her panties up in a bunch. Uh, I'm, I got to You guys, I'm really, I'm turning into, you guys, for the YouTubers, you see all the white hair. Everybody told me to like grow out my mustache and do the beard, but this is what, ha- it's all white and I can't dye my, my beard hair because my face is allergic to it. So now you get just a shock of white hair. I feel, I look like I've been like scared by Freddy Krueger on my face and my, all my hair turned white on my face. Um, so it makes what I'm talking about look even more ridiculous because you're like, the old man talking about Kyle Richards. Uh, Kyle Richards is a couple things we need to talk about. So she's obviously coming back for the next season, right? But Kyle, we're going to get more into this in an episode next week, a very specific episode. Kyle showed off a photo in her Instagram stories and she is ripped. She looks like she's Tamara Barney in that season where she did the wrestling, that not the wrestling, the, the weightlifting, and you realize she didn't have a belly button. Yeah, she had a tragic belly button accident. But remember, like, and then Teresa did the bodybuilding at one point, and I'm like, is is Kyle gonna do a bodybuilding storyline? She like had abs and stuff. Now, listen, I want to point out something, and I wrote this on Twitter, and and people just were having a field day. People get so emotional on social media apps, myself included. Um, but I said, is Kyle on Ozempic too? Now, Ozempic is that drug that allegedly the Kardashians are using to drop all this weight and you do lose a lot of weight. But if you quit the diabetes drug, and by the way, it's used for diabetes and diabetes patients are actually having a hard time getting their medicine right now. So it's really weird, uh, for so many ways, but it does work. But once you get off it, you gain double the weight back supposedly. Um, but Kyle, I, I mean, listen, Kyle already is a gorgeous woman. In fact, I told Sheena on her podcast last week that she was one of the housewives I'm really attracted to. Now, I don't know, man. I don't like, no offense, I don't like curl sort guys. They're all ripped up. You know, she's lost, it looks like a bunch of weight. And people were like, well, maybe she did it by eating right and working out. Yeah, and maybe monkeys flew out of my butt. Who knows? But I would be willing to bet that she is working out and eating right and also taking Ozempic. I mean, listen, if you're in your 50s, I'm sorry. The body, like, dude, my body's changed. Like, as I get older, it's like everything is slowing down. There's no way in Kyle's however old she is year, all of a sudden her metabolism picked right up because she discovered 
floor Pilates. You know what I'm saying? Like it all helps. It all goes into that same bucket. But Kyle already was like a worker. Like she would always do those power walks with Freddie Mellencamp. And you know this Freddie Mellencamp is behind this. This is what I, now I picture, because I've been thinking about it all day. And I just pictured just a, a bunch of Beverly Hills housewives led by Freddie Mellencamp on Ozempic. And they're just like, I've never felt more alive and hungry. I need my Ozempic. <laughs> Can you see they're just power walking to pharmacies? Do you have Ozempic? We need it now. I'm Freddie Mellencamp. My dad is Johnny Mellencamp. Hello. Um, and it's it's besides the yeah, she looks great. And yeah, like it doesn't. You still have to diet and work out and all that crap. But I think there's a good chance she's on it. Like. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, except that the drug is meant for diabetes patients, so hopefully she's using it responsibly. But the drug does work. I mean, the Kardashians, you've seen the amount of weight Chloe and Kim have lost. And by the way, by example, Courtney is not on Ozempic. Courtney looks like a normal, beautiful woman with womanly curves. It's just, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I'm not even saying, listen, if I had some free Ozempic, dude, I am all, I'm going to take Ozempic. And I know that sounds horrible. I, I, no, I don't want to say that because I don't, I, I would want the diabetes. Anyways, we're not going to talk about that right now, but just keep an eye out. Also, I think the Ozempic has made Kyle really angry lately because, okay, so Reza was on watch, and you know Reza from Shaws of Sunset, and the new hit show that is streaming on Peacock now called The Traitors. This show I started this weekend, it's exclusively on Peacock. It's based on a uh, a British reality series of the same name. And it's kind of like a murder mystery game where a bunch of people are uh, like there and there's a couple people picked to be the traitors, but nobody else knows who it is. And then people get killed off and you guess who the traitor is and all this stuff. It's really fascinating. And they wisely pick a lot of reality stars to participate. So you had Ari from The Bachelor. You had a contestant from Survivor, one from The Apprentice. And then you had Kyle from Summer House, Brandy Glanville, Kate Chastain, who is amazing, from Below Deck and uh, Reza. And it's really, really entertaining and it gets better as you go along. Uh, I beg of you to try to, you know, go past the first two episodes. It starts getting really good. But I love that they're doing this. So Reza was on Watch What Happens Live on Sunday night and Andy asked him and was like, hey, yo, who do you think is kind of like, you know, not that good of a housewife. I'm trying to find the exact thing because I I don't know. This this made me laugh more than anything else. Uh, obviously, it didn't make Kyle laugh, and that's okay. Here we go. Overrated real housewife. Who overrated real housewife? Um, this is going to get me in a lot of trouble. Okay, good. I, I like that. In advance, Kyle Richards. Oh, oh. really? Sorry, Kyle. Anything, any, you want to expand on that? Ding dong, I want her to come back. Lisa Vanderpump. You want LVP, oh, LVP to come back? I mean, Woo! LVP. I Remember mean, the adjacent, like, legacy and adjacent. There's room for, I want to know what's going on in her life. You've got me a Vanderpump rules. But, like, on another, I want to see her kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I can see her kitchen on Vanderpump, on Vanderpump rules. rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was even in the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I love Reza. I really do. Um, so Kyle didn't take too kindly to this. And so Kyle writes 
I'm trying to find it. Kyle responded to Reza, and Kyle said, wasn't his show canceled? And wasn't he... And I'm not going to read this. You can read it on Instagram. But she gives a spoiler for the show The Traitors. And I'm like, what a dummy. And she goes, I can't even be offended. So she tried to play it cool, and it was ridiculous. And then Reza wrote back, my show was canceled, and I was killed for... Why? Damn it. And anyways, and something about Traitors. But my sibling and all my castmates still take my calls. How are Kathy and Kim doing, Kyle? Damn! He brought in... He he totally... (laughs) said, what about your sisters, Kyle? Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye. Kyle wants to be the mean person. I think she kind of secretly is potentially a mean person at times. We all are, right? But when she tries to be, she's just so clunky at it. And Reza, Reza's good. And also Reza does this with like, there's a, it's like tongue in cheek. It's like you can't, it's part of the whole game. But this Kyle thing responding back, it's like, Kyle, just be booked and busy. Don't respond. Don't play. No, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not your thing. Also, the Ozempic, it's like I said, it's making you very angry. You don't need to do that. You're better than that. Also, um, I didn't get to see the full interview yet, but Chris Wallace on CNN interviewed Andy Cohen. um, And I only got to see the clip about Jen Shaw and... Chris Wallace, I want Chris Wallace to potentially host the reunions on Bravo from here on out because he actually gave Andy a hard question and kind of called him on certain behavior regarding Jen Shaw. Listen. Was uh, a member of the Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw. Real Housewives series was just sentenced to six and a half years in prison for defrauding thousands of victims in a telemarketing screen. Now, you're on the record last November as saying that you hope she would get no jail time. And the question I have is, why would you take her side against the thousands of people she defrauded, including a lot of elderly? I think I was hoping that she was actually innocent. I wouldn't have. She pleaded guilty. That was before she pled guilty. I mean, that I said that, I would think. No, I think it was after. Oh, really? Oh, God. Um, Anyway, wow, this is fun. (laughs) You were easy Uh, to crack there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Look, I I think that, I I don't know what the context of me saying that was, but I think that the context was people kept demanding of me, what is her status with the show? And I'm like, it's up up to the judge. She's about to get sentenced to a lot of jail I know, time. but you're saying she not, did something bad. Yes, she did. And so she should go to jail. I think I was saying, look, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes if you get to know someone and you get to like them, you hope that they are not guilty of something horrible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then. Okay. 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 I like serious Andy. I like when Andy's like, listen, listen, listen. You know, it's a lot less fun than watch what happens. Like, listen, you know, I think what it is. <laughs> um, I'm curious. I haven't heard anybody break any information about the Jen Shaw interview that supposedly happened over the weekend. But today was Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so, and, uh, God. and so um, I didn't get any real information, but I will share it with you once I get any uh, but I thought that was very interesting and it made me want to watch that entire interview. I need to find it somewhere. I just watch clips on Instagram, but wow. Oh God. I geek out on this stuff so hard. Isn't this, isn't this cool? You guys, not this show, but like in general. <laughs> um, okay. So I recommended traders. We did Jersey. We did Reza. We did Andy and Jen. And now I want to, uh, you know, if, speaking of Martin Luther King day, 
I was just asking my mom, we, we did this interview you're about to hear. It's a real quick, like 15 minute, uh, interview. And, uh, I asked her about like, do you remember the day Martin Luther King was on? She's like, yeah, it was a terrible day. And she was like, it was just so brutal because it was like him, Bobby Kennedy, and, you know, said he was a truly great man. And I just thought that was interesting from somebody that was actually uh, alive when he did pass away. Gosh. Anyways, what a downer that I did. <laughs> downer. Okay. But this actually is a very funny interview. We talk about my mom's health uh, for everybody that's curious about an update. Uh, I am here in Arizona with my parents right now. So uh, listen. Okay. And then we'll come back. We're going to do a Salt Lake recap and fun will be had by all. Okay, you guys, uh, welcome to a new show. We've got a very special guest rejoining, a friend of the pod, uh, kind of one of the creators of the pod, if you really think about it, uh, the one and only Becky Bailey. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Did we create you, Ryan? That's I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the rumor, unfortunately. Are you still taking credit for that? I, I certainly am. Okay. Credit, credit wherever I can. <laughs> so dad got kicked out of the house. Uh, they're no longer together. So No, dad's at teaching Bible study right yep. now. Which sounds the kids. Yeah, he's sounds teaching like, kids. God, it sounds like he's all holy and stuff, but he's not. You know. Well, like, he's teaching kids, and he's learning more from them <laughs> than they are for him. He loves it. I, I just would never have thought it. Yeah. It, it was just kind of like in my face. Uh, so I hate to get this graphic so early in the podcast, but you said something to me today in the car <laughs> when I was driving you. You said. Um, uh, do you hum when you take bowel movements? <laughs> yeah, I was walking down the hallway and it was like, what is he in there singing about? And then I thought, wait a minute, I think he's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and he was, okay. and he, he was. Okay, but the fact that you couldn't just accept that I was singing while I go, like, I like to make sounds. Like, I, 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 I'm I, very verbal. It was very unusual. Well, we know you're verbal. Yeah, but I'm saying, You like, can talk for two hours. Like, <laughs> like yeah. don't you ever go, ah. Like, I don't sing when I'm on the... I'm not... It's like, get in and get <laughs> out. <laughs> it's not those sounds. Yes, it wasn't the grunting sounds. Because you also told a friend that you were worried I was pushing too hard. Yes. And that I would eventually get hemorrhoids. Yes. So you're still worried. So that no, now, no. But now you're not worried anymore. Now you just now, think, now you just think I'm doing a musical in the bathroom. Yeah. I think you're trying to fool me. <laughs> oh, wait, what do you think I'm trying to fool you? I just that no, I'm just making. I'm just being silly. <laughs> okay, so we you said that today, and that was amazing. Um, uh, so I guess the thing that do you want to share any? A lot of people ask about your health updates. Yeah, yeah, I can do an update. I uh, Tuesday was rough. I ended up in ER. It was a stomach bug or the chemo. We don't know what it was, but uh, they had to. Now, re- a lot of celebrities will say stuff like this, but. It's, you're not on drugs, right? Oh, God, no. <laughs> you're not on, like, crack or, like, overdosing. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. No, I just know. I yeah, listen, none, I know how celebrities cover it up. They just, um, they had to rehydrate me and, you yeah. know, the white blood cells go down, that kind of thing. But that, but that's neither here nor there. But today, we went and got, I, I got the last part of my permanent eyeliner put on, and I have permanent eyebrows. Now, why do why would you get permanent uh, of eyebrows and eyeliner? Just because I'm going to lose all my hair. Yeah. And. That would be losing my eyebrows, and I know it's popular right now to shave yeah, them. Yeah. By the way, mom but I'm brought not up, into that. And this is what so, so mom said. You know, like thankfully, mom tattooed these eyebrows on, and she did it even eight she years did it ago. Years ago, even before any of this cancer stuff. But like, 
It's crazy because now it is I and it's the worst fashion trend I've ever. I Ugh. if I would run for office, my main thing would be to make sure people did not shave or bleach their eyebrows. They all look sick. They all look, they do like look sick, on chemo. Mom, exactly. <laughs> is so it? your point is, is that you're on chemo, but you don't want to. I want to don't, don't want to have to do eye makeup yeah. or anything. I want to look a little bit decent. Now, and then tomorrow was a big day. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. But what I want to just say okay. before we get to tomorrow, you already have. Two wigs yes. that you pre got this summer. Yeah. yeah. So, do, did you name your wigs? Uh, I, Dad calls the one Lolita. That's the blonde yeah. one, <laughs> and uh, the other one. It's called Filthy Hooker. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. The dark-haired one. The lady at the store said it was Sophia Loren. Oh, okay. So, well, an a lot of a like lot me. of well, Lisa Rinna, who you know from the Housewives, yes. she names all of her wigs. Oh, well, no, I don't like that. I, I yeah, mean, well, like, you can I name your wigs. Name I'll like I didn't it. Name but... Dad, name one, and the lady at the store. Yeah, Lisa's the other always one. like. Nye, 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 nye. And I think actually the the label one says brandy and one says something else. I don't one know. One says brandy on the wig. Yeah, on the label. Are you sure it's not some girl named Brandy's wig? <laughs> well, yeah. maybe they returned. I don't so, know. So tomorrow, though, what, what what are we doing tomorrow? Tomorrow we're getting all my hair shaved off. The reason being, it's coming out in clumps, and it's just yeah. By the way, we just had pizza and the crap and Bob, out of me. There's a big plate of hair. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I can't do what I can do with a lot, but just shave it off. I don't care. Well, see, but that, that's, I mean, but my sister had the question of, do you think like, oh, is it going to be bad to yeah. watch people feel bad for you yeah. in the, the haircutting the place? Hair, yeah, the right. The hair salon. I, I'm coming I, with you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think so. I they A lot of people show empathy and I so appreciate that. Uh, the main thing is I ask for prayers. Um, but ask, I ask him for them to join my Patreon. For oh, you. okay. Join Ryan's Patreon <laughs> too, because that'll make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I see his numbers, because you know I'm the one that watches his numbers, I go, uh, she oh, does. you she got watches, another hundred. She watches oh, my you got Instagram another hundred. It's always, uh, I'll, uh, it's fun. So you're, you know, you've never been bald since you were a baby. Right, 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 right. So that's so, big. Um, yeah, but I, I, when I put a wig on, you put this little really tight cap thing on. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really care how I look. It's more how I feel. Yeah. And I'm not embarrassed by it or anything. That's amazing. I have some scarves and some cute, you know, um, if anybody has any suggestions of something they've seen cute out there, let me know. I'll buy yeah. it on Amazon or something. Or if anybody wants to just donate their hair to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and by the way, I wanted to let you know, I'm going to shave... Um, I'm going to shave my pubes just for you. My <laughs> pubic hair. I'm they gonna, said I'm going to lose gonna go those, bald. but I haven't so far. Oh, I don't want to know that. Are you kidding? That's so gross. I don't oh, want to lose my eyelashes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we got Ryan good, guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so no, that that's going to happen tomorrow. And then, so the first part is, at least it started this part of it, right? Yes, yeah. And you were in a lot of pain last week. Yeah, but now Tuesday. But now you've been I'm in doing great since you yeah. got here. And then uh, then tomorrow the hair, and then Friday I'm finally getting a port put in. Because they really kind of mess up my veins when they keep putting these IVs in. And then they spill over or they yeah. do something weird so um i think that'll be a good solution so does the for port part make of it. you like a cyborg are you half robot then or what is that what is the port <laughs> no do? it's just a place where they can immediately and uh set the iv instead of searching for a vein that's not going to collapse on them but how do you make sure they they do the port right 
They're just going to go jamming around to like no, find the right place to a port? That one. They put me they out put for that one. They put you out for the port. It's a cent called a central line, and, and it'll do, it'll, I think it'll solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, it's no. good. It's yeah. fine because, because. Can no, you put, can you put week, wine you, directly into there? You know, let me ask. <laughs> um, the next week I do my second round, second cycle. So do you, are you already scared for that? Or are you? Um, not so much. I'm scared like for two weeks after because that's, when, yeah, that's this, when this ER thing hit. <laughs> what is it? What does it feel like going in? Uh, it's not bad at all. I just go do a blood test, meet with my doctor, then go in for a two hour. Then the next day I go five hour. The next day I go do five hour. Oh yeah, I have can you my iPad. You can. You're in a recliner. It's just and there's lots of people there. Tony, I think I need some. There's chemo. there's that all these amazing. little cubicles, and um, so you do all that, and then the last day, Saturday, I go in and get some white blood cell injections. Is anybody happy around there? Is anybody joking, or is everybody um, like dead serious? No, but they're really sweet. They all empathize with you. Um, yeah, but are you tired of empathy? Um. <laughs> You know, there there are moments, but yeah. but people don't know what to say. I understand. I wouldn't. I don't know what to say to people. So I'm good with all of it. I just have to avoid hugging, and I have to wear a mask more often because that's what got me in trouble this week. You th- yeah, you think germs. that's what? Yeah, yeah germs, bacteria. Yeah. I wash my hands. Yep, I, you've we been got doing good. We've got cleanser, all the solution at every sink and. We're all doing good. Yeah, we're, I mean, you're going to start wearing a mask not even for COVID. Yeah, it's it's just for me. Uh, so also, people were excited when I posted on Instagram that you were considering starting Vanderpump Rules from oh, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, because I, I want to, I, I now that I've met like Tom, uh, both Tom, Sandoval, Schwartz yeah, both Toms and Sandoval, and, and those people, I, I think, oh, I, I should have watched more of it. We watched it when you were here. Yeah. But... I need but start from the beginning, to watch, and, and that's you what, know what I want to do. If you do, somebody had the idea. They said you should do like uh, ten minute uh, recaps with me for the oh, Patreon, there you go. or do like or just like when you're feeling up to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say, oh, this is what I thought about. If you decide yeah, you want to watch the, it, the know? one thing that really sticks in my mind was the Sheena slap. And is the, it Sheena? Is that no, the no, it's Stassi and Stassi, Stassi. Yeah, Stassi. Yeah. I knew it was an S name. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, uh, Stassi slapped Kristen. Yes, after yes, Kristen yes. Slapped yeah, that was the fun. That was one of the first ones we watched. Yeah, that was one of the, that was the first one we yeah. made you guys watch that. And I so. thought, oh, I got to go back through that. And what are you, people always like to know what you're watching. You were watching PBS Test Kitchen. Yeah, the other day. I like it. Uh, they have some real simple things, and they do them, like, really quickly. And then they also have um, different uh, kitchen appliances or tools that they recommend, and you didn't know sometimes what they were for, and they're kind of interesting to me yeah. I, because I like to cook. And I've still, a lot of, of the days I can cook. You know, I yeah, still yeah, feel yeah. good enough to cook. Yeah, but you don't have to. Yeah, no, yeah. I, Dad would help. No, I, tomorrow, I would help like, too. Yeah. But tomorrow we're having salmon and yeah. maple uh, air fryer Brussels, Brussels sprouts, sprouts yeah. and basmati rice. Um, you uh, you do have really strong opinions on what you watch, though. Is there anything else yeah. besides Test Kitchen? I've been watching watch? Virgin River. I started what over is Virgin, again. Oh, Virgin River's Netflix. You started it all over again? Oh, no, not clear from the beginning. Oh, okay. You know, no, no. But... Uh, I I stopped at a point and now I'm starting back up. I guess I said that wrong. Yeah, and what you didn't like Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, right? No, it was you too didn't know much. it was a musical. It was a musical, and I like me. Don't get me wrong, I like musicals, but it was too disjointed. When all of a sudden they'd be talking and then they'd break into song, and it was like, okay, I got to get my mind readjusted. 
So if you knew going in it was a musical, you I don't think I would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I liked them both, but so you really I wanted want to, to see, see it. that. Uh, well, and this is big for you because you hate Tom Hanks, yet you said you want to see a man called Otto. Because our book club read the original was a man called Ove, the book. The book. It was based on a book. Uh, yeah, it was a man called Ove. O v. Yeah. And they didn't think that you know read well on the screen or whatever, and they changed it to Otto. And as I think about it, he is the perfect character for... Why? Be grumpy. Tom Hanks isn't grumpy. Tom Hanks is like a happy-go-lucky guy. Not when I see him. What do you, what do you see him in the... He's, he's stuck so in an airport making a fake okay, accent. That, okay, that was The Terminal. That was one yeah. film with Steven Spielberg. But, that was after... What's the one with the... the Volleyball? Yeah, yeah. He was trapped on an island. Of course well, he'd be I grumpy. Mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. They put what him about in, Forrest Gump? What they about put him in the big? Oh, I love, what about Big? Oh, I love the Big and Forrest Gump. And that's what I think I expected of him yeah. in the next ones. And they went downhill for there in my mind. So you think he'll be good as a grumpy person? Yes, because he can he play it that's perfectly. That's what you think he, he does He can play well. it perfectly without any you know, qualms. Uh, did you see this uh, preview for this 80 for Brady? No. Oh, yeah. No, thank no? you. No? I'm not a Tom Brady person. Well, no, I, I agree, but it's Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Lily oh, Tomlin. Oh, I know who all and it is, but I have great no... great actresses. I have no use for Tom... I've met you, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, you met him at I your old job. I yeah. worked with Tom and yeah. Giselle, who are full of themselves. Whoa, celebrity tea. Wait, yeah. what was it? What was this? It was like a they fundraiser? They stayed... Well, no, at that Super Bowl, the year they oh, played the Giants. Was, how long ago was this? Like 15 years ago? 16? Oh, I don't think it's... Well, you yeah, know what? You're right, Ryan. Yeah. Because I've been retired eleven or twelve. They, uh, they, the Have team. Have you been retired for eleven or twelve years? Yeah. What have you been doing? Twenty eleven. Are you kidding me? Um, Tom, the team, the Patriots stayed at our ho- the hotel I worked at, and I worked with my boss with the team. And Giselle and Tom were a handful. They didn't want to ride. She didn't want to go on the bus with the players. They had to get a limo. Wow. And we had to take them out the back dock. Somebody might see them. And it was like... Well, their we, marriage didn't last. I know. But we would have to go... Our offices were down in the basement, and we would have... To, that. It was on the way to the dock. And we would have to go get out of our offices and stand there as they walked by and applaud them. Applaud? Mm-hmm. Wait, applauding for what? Clap as they yeah, went no, by. Just, but like, clap for what? That they're wonderful. Wait, and they? What did they do? Nothing. They're 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 sports people. Uh, who was the person that had to change? Had you guys change the carpet and the furniture and stuff? That was Bon Jovi. That was John Bon Jovi. Yeah, that he's was another, another I, handful. I saw a documentary on John Bon Jovi, and he seems very into himself with his. Ah, you think so too? I thought you were gonna say, oh, no, he's very, no, I was he just is, like, this guy was he, like, he, it was his birthday, and the reason I know his birthday because it's my mother's birthday, March 2nd, and he was staying at our hotel. We had Comcast in, and they had his contract, and he didn't want to be there. He made it very well known he did not want to be there, and so my boss and I went over for his rehearsal, and his band ordered a cake brought in for his birthday and our banquet staff rolled it in and he looked at them and said oh thanks but no thanks and it was like buddy it's not from the hotel your people you're just being really rude yeah and he wanted a fence built around the little hotel stage 
And we said, you know what, we'll have officers that, you know, security officers there, but we're not. These are people, this was Bill Gates was there. Um, Larry King was there and he wanted to be protected from them. He wanted to be, I would want to be protected from uh, Larry King. But I mean, it was was like, you know, it was like, so, you know, bogus. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a lot of celebrity. Oh, yeah. Um, Who were the nicest celebrities you dealt with? Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Everybody says really nice things about Dick Clark. He wanted to come in himself and pay his bill at the end of the show. He came at one of the banquet functions. Probably doesn't trust anybody that worked (laughs) with him. He came back into the back side of the house and asked, because our staff was is not allowed to ask for autographs, he came back there and asked if anybody wanted an autograph. <laughs> he was like, does anybody need a kiss or a, <laughs> yeah. or a grope? No, he was just so, so nice. And then my favorite, Adam Duritz from Counting Crows. Oh, yeah, he was you, you, He yeah. was blitzed. <laughs> yeah, you said he was very, he, because what they do, you guys, is, is you might already know this, but for big companies, they'll hire these, like, you know, semi-famous yeah. bands. And they'll pay them to perform just for their, their company yes. event. It was and a law group. Counting Crows was that group, right? right? They, they were the group. Which a lot of now, the stuff are sad, so it just doesn't seem fun. The guitar player was the nicest. Yeah, Emmy, yeah. yeah Is that he, the guy that, yes, that I know? that I met with yeah. you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he was, he said, you know what, he's, I had to put a um, rollout, because we didn't have any room at our hotel for him to stay, for them to stay. They were staying at another hotel. Yeah. So when they got there, they said, and we got him in their green room, he said, we need a bed in there. He's got to sleep some of this off. And Adam. He, yes, idea. Adam had a Wasn't he drinking time. sake? Oh, yeah. We had a big, the lighted bottles and all this stuff. And, and one of the vendors said, can I take this back to him? I said, oh, go talk to his handler. Gosh, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. And then I kept my uh, phone open so you could hear them. And then didn't you... Uh, didn't you offend the lead singer? And a lot of people aren't going to remember this guy at all, but the lead singer of that band that nobody, they, had a, they were kind of like a one hit wonder, five for fighting. Yes, yes, I did. They, that I was standing at a function for a group. Because yeah, you used one to be the groups. head of conference. You, yeah. you started as a secretary. Right. And, and I you was moved a, up to the head of the whole. I was director of catering conference at a property. You have and no then college when education. I went to Weston, no... then I backed off to senior because I didn't like the, yeah. the leadership role. I like the group role, but um, so this this young man came over to me and he said uh, there was a comedian up and he said who is this guy and I said oh he's somebody from their company, and he said well who's on next and I said oh some group called Five, five for Fighting or something, <laughs> and he goes yeah I'm I, I'm with that group and I was like oh I wanted that ground to open up and swallow me <laughs> that was bad. Um, I said, uh, that's huge though, because you were in a male dominated field oh, uh, and, and, and to, to work your well way up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's a, but you, but you worked, you would work like 14 hour days, 15 oh, hour oh, days. At least, and my boss, like I said, I worked the Super Bowl with him and the, cause they always wanted the director, you know, the title and I did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they had Super somebody to, to do the really work hard. And, and I'm bringing that up because it's coming up here now and it's here in Phoenix again, is you don't know who you're working with until two weeks out until that final playoff game. You have no idea what team you're what if you're the one of the hosts for the team. Yeah, you have no idea who you're getting. Because oh, we didn't know if we were getting I, I forget who was. Uh, would have it would have been if it wasn't the Patriots. 
But I was saying, yeah, I, I've said this before in shows, but yeah, you would work full long days. Oh yeah, go in at and, five and come home at eleven. As as young, youngsters, me, I mean, I don't think we ever we knew you worked all the time, but you still made sure yep, food was on the table. I don't remember you, you Dad, know, like Dad traveled Monday yeah. through Friday, and so I made sure I knew where you. Do were. Do you think well, that's why I'm so womanly in so many ways? Because Dad was gone Monday through Friday. Nah, I don't think so. You think that's just me? That I'm just more yeah, more so geared sweet. towards... Uh, oh, so sweet. That's what they're going to say in prison, Mom, that I'm so sweet. Yeah, you know what? They pro- oh, that's a bad thing in <laughs> by the prison. way, By the way, Whoa. Mom told me to uh, make sure to pay my taxes yeah. this year because she doesn't want what happened to Jen Shaw to happen to me. And I had to explain <laughs> it's a little different. I had to explain <laughs> that it's a little different. And he said, anyways... Uh, is there so you want prayers? Yes, and you yes. Re, you de- pl- prayers and Patreon is your big thing. And the the <laughs> the, the little gal that made that sent us the socks. I wear, that's Jen Heater. Jen Heater. Okay, yeah. I wear them to you know that week's um, chemo treatment so they can see my feet sticking up. That's awesome. And see her. Um, I love kind that. Words. Yeah, were they awesome? Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for all the well wishes. I know so many people of you sent me messages about mom. So. I wanted to make sure there was no Britney Spears thing, like because Britney Spears, they say there's a clone or she died, and oh, because she's not, gross. so I wanted them to hear your voice. Uh, you're it's not, me. yeah, it's, she's here. <laughs> Silly so, me. Uh, but we love you, mom, and uh, you got to come back to do Vanderpump Rules. That sounds good. Ah, Becky Bailey, ladies and gentlemen, what a mom! Truly, truly a mom. So tomorrow we we're gonna go get her head shaved and. Uh, I've never done that with my mom, so that'll be very, very interesting. Um, I will keep you guys posted. Uh, but everybody, thank you so much for all your well wishes. Send out good vibes. Send the prayers if you believe in all that stuff. And and it's all all appreciated. And also, shout out to you guys. I know a lot of you guys are going through something similar or there's so much stuff going on right now. Maritza's mom is actually in the hospital right now as well. And we're all just... I mean, it's just, it's just a really tough start to the year. And if we can all just hang together... Send out really good energy, uh, and I know that sounds so silly, but sometimes that is all you can do, and it, and it works. It makes it makes people feel good, so do that. Okay, but you know what makes people feel bad? Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What a horrible, horror! You guys, I'm sorry. I'm angry, so I'm going to take it all out on this episode. And because it, it was horrible, first off, but I'm also angry, but I'm going to put it into it because it's horrible. Season three, episode 14, the finale. Thank God this title. <laughs> wait, wait. By the way, Laura Beth Harp took these notes again. She killed it all season. Laura Beth, Laura Beth, thank you so much because this is such a tough season to pay attention to. Um, but she wrote the finale and I thought they entitled the episode the finale. And I was like, no wonder because you wouldn't know it was a finale otherwise. So they needed a title at the finale. No, this was actually called Trials and Tribulations. And <laughs> hardy har har because we talk about Jen's trial at the end, but we don't say anything truthful about it. And Tribulations is just, I guess, listening to Heather Gay's chorus. You know, like that is a tribulation for all of us to go through. This is what the cable company gave to us. When Heather is asked about how she got her black eye, everybody says they don't give a fuck anymore. No, (laughs) how she got her black eye, a heated argument ensues between her and Jen. At Heather's book cover reveal party, rumors are revealed and tensions rise. Also, in this description, it doesn't say anything about, like, and then Jen goes to New York for sentencing and totally reveals she's lied. 
this entire season. <laughs> How, what an un... Like, and spoiler alert, this is just an unsatisfying finale. This would have been an unsatisfying, like, just regular episode, too. But this was the finale because my theory, and I've told you guys this before, is that they just ran... They just realized they painted themselves into a corner. They relied too heavily, but yet at the same time, weirdly, not enough on the Jen Shaw story. I've never felt so unsatisfied. You know what? Sometimes those fancy restaurants, when they give you small portions, I'll leave feeling unsatisfied. But this was worse. This somehow was worse. This just feels just we, like we invest in these characters. We invest in this show. And this show shows that they don't care about us at all. This was not good storytelling. And I guess if you look at this season, you're like, okay, well, could they have made it good storytelling? They left so much stuff on the floor. We never found out more about Whitney leaving the Mormon church. We never found out specifics about Whitney's trauma. Lisa Barlow, she supposedly slept with a bunch of people to get jazz tickets. We didn't really talk to anybody that was at the jazz game and brought Lisa along. They never dug on all of these things that they put out there. And then even in this episode, the exciting parts that we were to see, they cut out. Like Dana saying, Jen, you better be nice to me or I won't put money in your books, which was an iconic line. You cut it out. Why? I mean, do you not like Dana that much? Do you want not want her to have a shot at getting on next season? I mean, that line went a long way in terms of us as a fandom kind of going, okay, well, Dana's got some good shots in there. And then they take it out. And also how sloppy to leave it in the preview, but then take it out. What was that? I mean, did you guys cut some deal with Jen Shaw to get her to do the interview where you said you wouldn't go hard on her in this final episode? And then, and we'll get to this part, the producer at the very end goes, Jen, are you ready to tell us the truth? And Jen stares, like, Jen stares at the camera and it's like, nothing. So, like, was the answer no? <laughs> do, we, do we miss the part of Jen going, no, I don't think so, because we don't get it ever. And so she goes to prison. And I'm telling you, I don't want to see her in season four. Don't do that. Don't do that to us. Cut ties. Cut ties. Move on. For saving this show as a whole, you need to move past Jen. I'm sorry. You guys can disagree with me all you want. I don't know. Put her on Ultimate Girls Trip Prison. I don't care. But don't, just you got to start over. You got to start somewhere from scratch. And you got to remove Jen Shaw. Meredith and Heather looked like damn fools this season. And for them on that trip going to New York, and Meredith, I think, started realizing of like, well, I'm going to have a little problem if Jen actually did this stuff. And I'm like, Meredith, she did do this stuff. You should have had a problem six months ago. And Heather just, dude, I don't know, man. Like, everybody has bad years. I keep saying this, but what a bad year. And basically, guys, Heather doesn't care. Heather doesn't care what crime Jen commits. Heather doesn't. But at the same point, at the very end, when she has that conversation with Lisa Barlow, she throws Coach under the bus. It's just a weird, weird friendship. And I, it's confusing because Heather doesn't seem to know how to pick a lane. I, I truly am wondering Heather's mental status. I can't imagine that... I, I don't know. I just don't know if I would have loved to have represented myself on a TV show like this. And it also makes me think like how gullible Heather potentially is. And if she's not gullible, then she's kind of potentially a dirtbag as well. And I hate to say that because she came off so real and cool and empathetic and all of these things. But if you have empathy just for criminals, 
that's not really empathy anymore. It's more persuasion or, you know, like it's not, it, you know, it's empathy is usually for people that are less fortunate, not people that have just stolen uh, from, from less fortunate to line their pockets. Once again, I want to remind people that Coach Shaw made $721,000 at his coaching job last year. There's no reason Jen Shaw should have ever stolen. In fact, I wish that statement had been brought up in front of the judge. Like, I just want to tell you, I was thinking about this story. I was thinking about this. And I told this before, but it was, I was 12 years old, right? I was in the sixth grade, I think. I was in Olathe, Kansas. And my mom went away. Like, we had had Christmas. And I think it was the 26th. And my mom flew to Ohio to see her sister and uh, my cousin. And I remember we went to the grocery store, whatever the grocery store there was in Kansas. And I had Christmas money. I had $20. I also got a Game Boy for Christmas that year. So like, shit, I'm doing pretty good, man. I got a Game Boy for Christmas? Carrying around some cash in my pocket? Living life, living large. I'm in the grocery store with my dad and my sister. They're wandering around and I go look at the magazines. Now, what I did from that point was that I stole some batteries for my Game Boy because I didn't want to use my Christmas money for batteries because that's not sexy. And you guys know I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Podcasting wasn't even invented back then, but I already knew that I was a bad boy. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, you know what? I'm not paying for double A's. No way. Those are going in my pocket. And well, I'm like sixth grade or something. And we walking out the store and all of a sudden this plain clothes uh, cop, I didn't know he was a cop at the time, plain clothes goes, uh, excuse me, sir, we, uh, we have reason to believe your son um, stole some batteries in our grocery store. And my dad goes, no, he didn't. No, there's no way. You know, because my dad thought I was a pussy. <laughs> no, he goes, there's no way. There's no way. And then my dad looks at me. And of course, I, you know, was shitting myself. Um, not literally, that was later. And I was like, eh, you know, I was like, sorry. And we had to, uh, go back into the, the back of this, the grocery store, the managers had to talk to everybody. And, you know, it was so sad cause they made me empty my pockets. God, I can't believe this. Man, you think about this. Uh, I had to empty my pockets and the batteries came out and also my Christmas cash came out. And that's when my dad lost it. it. Was like, you had money, and you still stole. And that, to me, kind of sums it up. Like there was no reason for doing that. My own greed. That was my own greed. Like Jen Shaw had money, you guys. It just wasn't enough. She wanted to be a bigger baller. She wanted to be bigger. And so I just don't have the sympathy that some of you guys do have. And bless you for that. I just don't. Not for her. Too many other crazy things are happening. Not, not for her. Um, so previously, this season on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and they always show us these scenes from previous episodes, but this is just like two sad scenes. No, uh, we have Heather discussing starting her choir. There's not a place that I can go right now and sing spiritual or non-spiritual songs with a community that I love. Now, this is a cool statement, but then what we got from the choir was horseshit. And when we see the choir in this episode, it is such a load of crock. 
I'm like, you probably met one time. There's no way this is a real choir of any... This is, I mean, this is the whole thing. I'm going to just keep saying this. The whole season was a lie. These people conned all of us. It's all a lie. They don't even like each other, let alone us. Then Heather's saying she's writing a book about leaving the Mormon church called I Need Money. No, called Bad Mormon. Uh, then we have a scene called uh, Jen telling Heather... Uh, that Chris Harrington started an Instagram account called at Shaw Exposed. And then we see Chris admit it to di at dinner with Meredith and Seth, where he's like, well, I did the normal thing as an older dude. I created a fake Instagram account to get back at people. <laughs> and Seth's like, oh, okay, that's great. Good for you, bud. And then we have a scene of Coach Shaw talking very passionately to Jen going, which straw breaks the camel's back? This is very serious to me, and I have the most forgiving heart. You better practice that forgiving heart for your wife, and also maybe for yourself, because I think you might be in a little too deep as well. In San Diego, Jen pours her champagne on Angie Kay's head, and then Angie confronts Jen about not paying her back for Coach Shaw's party. Now, remember, this was all in San Diego. It was just like the last three episodes. This was at the tail end of the season. Jen and Lisa get into a fight on the yacht, and Jen tells Lisa, don't ever expect me to have your fucking back. And Lisa's like, what are you talking about? And then after the Marilyn Monroe dinner, where they all, the ladies dressed in Marilyn Monroe wigs, the ladies are partying hard and Heather wakes up with a black eye. That, of course, was when Heather was like, oh, the, the boobies were out and Jen and Heather were poking their, the the fake boobs against each other, which just can't be healthy. Then we have a scene of Whitney asking Heather, do you remember how it happened? And she's like, yeah, I remember. And other people know how I got it, too. Like, showing off. Like, what a weirdo. And then Jen saying the trial has been pushed to July, and she's ready for people to stop questioning her innocence. When is people going to start questioning me? You know, always, like, the angriest people are the guiltiest. <laughs> like, it's so true. And then Dana says Jen may not be guilty, but there has to be something going on. Dana's the only person, like, even production wouldn't call her out. Dana's the only person that goes, hey, you guys, remember, like, the last two years of storylines and, like, all the legal documents? Do you think something's going on or do you think they just hate Jen? Uh, Lisa and Angie K go, well, we both have to believe she's innocent until there's proof of guilt. Uh, so we get the taglines, uh, then we begin with San Diego. We come from San Diego to an apartment complex in downtown Salt, Salt Lake, the hardware apartments. Heather walks in and sees her party planner, Megan, setting up for her book reveal party, you guys. I'm sorry, but after this season, there's not a book that I am I am yearning to listen to less. I'm not buying this book. If it's at a dollar store, I wouldn't even buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was at the dollar store today because I always like to see, you know, sometimes they have, like, Housewives books. I got the Heather Debro and Terry Debro. They wrote a book about, like, dieting, and I found that at the dollar store, and it was a real find. I was like, look at me, just thrifting like a king. So Megan's like, author of the hour. And I'm like, calm down, Megan. You're getting paid by Heather. You don't need it. And Heather's like, hi, hi. And Heather goes, this is sick. And Megan's like, yeah, this is so rad. This is so good. We're going to brand these windows with the name of the book so that everybody knows. So it's going to be like peek in. And Heather's like, decals on the glass? Like actual decals? And Megan's like, decals on the glass. And Heather's like, Okay. And Megan's like, and I think the views are great. It's going to be nighttime and like 
twinkly and great. And then your shitty choir is going to perform. So it's going to be magical. And Heather's like, I like the steam coming off the pool. That is really pretty. Totally, Heather. I think we keep the book right there. And Heather goes, okay, how big is it? And Megan's like, it's four feet wide and six feet tall. So it's pretty big. And Heather's like, I haven't even written it yet. (laughs) Uh, And Heather goes, oh, wow, that's big. And Megan goes, yeah. Heather in a confessional goes, I remember when I first got the email talking to me about a possible book. And I've been working on it for over a year. And I'm only five pages in. (laughs) She goes, and we finally have an actual cover. And it's a pretty big deal. Like, we have an actual cover, and it's a pretty big deal. You know what's a pretty big deal? You finishing the actual writing in the book. The cover, I would think, you know, that comes later. Like, I wouldn't be like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. The first thing I need to do, get a picture. (laughs) Heather goes, it's beautiful. And Megan goes, the choir will be over there. And Heather goes, okay. Oh, those are the risers. And Megan's like, and I think it's just, it's like built in. Yeah, like, it's like a built-in riser with a really sick view of the city. Megan, by the way, is the first party planner that I think is 13 years old. She's like, it's rad. There's like a sick view, dude. It's going to be totally tubular. We're going to TikTok the shit out of this. Heather, you don't even know. Do you want to suck on a lollipop with me? I'm dating a skater boy right now heather and heather's like i love that new scene at meredith's house and uh, meredith's house and that seth goes is there a theme for the party and meredith's like it's cocktail attire and seth's like is the book out and meredith's like tonight the book's covers revealed and seth's like is there a title and meredith goes bad mormon and seth goes oh my gosh <laughs> that's such an impulse buy at the airport for me And he was kind of serious. And then it just kind of made me doubt Seth in an airport. Like, this guy can't be trusted with a debit card. You would make an impulse buy of bad Mormon at the airport? Like, my God, Seth, what what is going on? You really, like, if you didn't know Heather and you saw a book called Bad Mormon at the Airport, that would be an impulse buy? We're talking a $25 hardcover, man. Like, what are you doing? Let's save the money. Come on. New scene at Lisa's house, and Lisa's like, thanks for the tea, John. I just know if I'm going to be able to sing tonight. I can barely hear myself. And John's like, what? I can barely hear myself. John goes, what? Lisa goes, myself. And John goes, oh. And then they both laugh. <laughs> New scene at Whitney's house, and Justin, her husband, goes, is it church hymns? Like, am I, because I'm going to have some PTSD if it's church hymns, babe. And Whitney goes, church hymns, yeah. And Justin's like, so cocktail attire, but potentially LDS hymns? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but I auditioned for the choir. But then everything that's happened between Heather and I, I just decided, like, I really don't have time to be in the choir, nor do I want to be, but I want to support her. This is her healing. This is her. And Justin goes, well, the fact that you wouldn't even try it, would even try out Whitney in a choir, props to you for supporting your friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, props to Whitney, because Whitney has been pushed around by Heather all season long. New scene, we see Heather arriving at her party, right? This is going so quick. So in my head, I'm like, wow, they're already going to the, this is like one scene in, we're going? Heather goes, are you bar- are you the bartenders for the evening? It's probably good that we get well acquainted before everyone gets here, because I drink heavy. Can I start with a sunbeam spritzer? Because I think I'll probably be at outer darkness sooner than I want to be. <laughs> Those are names of the drinks for the event. And, you know, listen, outer darkness, you guys, is the, what they term the heaven that, well, you know, since Heather is, you know, might not be in, you know, the actual heaven that Mormons go to, uh, you'd be in outer darkness or that's where Whitney would go to because she excommunicated herself. 
So this outer darkness, like what you know, listen, all joking aside, just in case it is true, would you would you get ballsy enough to name a drink outer darkness at your book launch party called Bad Mormon? Why don't you like why don't you just call a drink God is dead? Like, I hate you, God. Can I have a hate and I hate you, God? Uh the bar menu says outer darkness, which is black vodka, pomegranate, and cranberry juices, fresh lime, mm. life eternal life eternal, vita tequila blanco, sparkling water, fresh lime. The mocktail is a sunbeam spritzer, sparkling lemon, mint, fresh lemon. That's nice. Heather in a confessional goes, I really want tonight to be a night where we all get along and like where everyone feels welcome and no conflict erupts. And if there's a fight, I would like it to occur right in front of my bad Mormon cover poster. (laughs) Flashback to some fights in previous episodes. And then Heather goes, so if it doesn't go my way, I'm fully prepared to exploit it. You know, I know she means this is a jokey line, but... That's what this whole season feels like, is just everybody exploiting everything. Like, at some point, you need to dig in and show us some real stuff. I don't care about your books. I don't care about your, you know, like, just start digging in and doing the work, ladies. Come on! We see shots shots of the party setting up, guests arriving, including some beauty lab employees. Lisa and John are the first cast members to arrive. Heather's talking to some guests. Heather's like, the choir is everything. Wait till you hear us perform. Okay, that's a lie counter right there. One, like, we're probably 10 lies in, but let's count that as our first lie. First lie, lie one, Angie K arrives. Heather goes, hi. Angie K goes, well, congrats. I'm excited for you. Heather goes, thanks. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you for having us. And Heather goes, thanks for singing. Have you been practicing? And Angie K goes, I sing good in the shower, but it's not the same. Okay, the have you been practicing line, weird, like weird, right? Have you been practicing? Like, well, shouldn't you have rehearsals? Like, it's not like, okay, you guys, just practice by yourself at home, and then we'll come together and form a majestic choir. We get a flashback to Angie K practicing at her home with her husband, Sean. Uh, Doesn't look great. And Heather goes, I plan on a smooth, cool evening with friends, just like celebrating each other, you know? <laughs> and my the cover of my book. Angie K just kind of stares at Heather, like, huh? And Heather's like, you know? And Angie K goes, yeah. And Heather's like, I think we can do that. We can pull that off. And Angie K goes, let's do that. We can do that. Heather goes, let's go get you guys a drink. Great dialogue. Snappy dialogue, fun, really moving the scene along. <laughs> Lisa and John finally walk in and greet Justin, Angie, and Sean. Lisa goes, hey, guys, how are you? Hey, Justin. Hi, Ange. And Angie Kay's like, you look gorgeous. And Lisa goes, so do you. Hey, Sean. How are you, Lisa? Well, uh, good. And Angie Kay goes, well, 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 look at you. Lisa walks over to Heather. Lisa goes, Heather, is that you in the light? The sun is coming in and causing a bright glare in the room. Heather's like, hi, oh my gosh, in the light, hi. The ladies hug. That's a second lie right there because Heather doesn't like Lisa, even though Heather really worships Lisa secretly and wants Lisa to approve of Heather. It's very deep. Lisa goes, Oh my gosh, your eyes look really good, Heather. And Heather goes, I know, it's totally healing. Because remember, we all don't give a fuck about Lisa's black eye because she won't tell us. So, you know what? Don't care anymore. Uh, Heather goes, Angie brought the... (laughs) Sorry, Heather goes, Angie brought the patch, though, just in case. And Lisa goes, oh, just in case? I like your hair. Your eye looks so much better. Heather goes, I know, it looks way better. It's just like gone. Just like the memory of it, I hope. Wink. Uh, Lisa goes, no, the memory's never going away, Heather. I think it's going to be the topic of many conversations. And Heather goes, I hope I wanted it to be like not the main issue. And now it's become the only issue. 
what? Like, third lie right there. That's a lie. Lisa in a confession goes, if you want the attention diverted from you, black eye, from your black eye, and you don't want people talking about it, just say what happened, and then we'll all move on. It's like a big game for Heather. Lisa is right. Lisa is right. Period. Lisa goes, I know it wasn't me with your eye. Ha 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 to Heather's face. We see Whitney and Justin arriving. And the editing is weird here because Lisa spoke to Justin when she came in earlier in the scene, but now they're showing him entering the building. So this is another thing I wanted to point out is that this show is just a bad finale, but it's also just sloppy. It's sloppy from start to finish. The editing, the pacing, the dialogue, the women... It's just, this will go down, I believe, as one of the worst finales in Housewives history, honestly. And the only reason it makes it much worse than some other ones that you say, oh, well, Dallas this or, or you know, DC that. But what what's so bad is that it had so much promise and they fumbled. They fumbled it completely. So Whitney comes in and is like, are we wearing the same thing to Heather? Because they're both in like this kind of, you know, get up and Heather's like, I mean, a little bit of like lace up. Hi, you look so pretty. They hug. Heather in a confessional goes, I'm really glad that Whitney showed up, but I feel like it's tainted somehow. It's not that pure relationship we once had where I could count on her for anything. And we were in it together and I'm hoping we can get back there. You know what a hope is? Like, you know, a hope is something you make a wish and then you actually put work towards. Don't just hope. Make it right then, Heather. Make it right. I mean, don't hope. You have a mouth. You have two legs. You have two arms. Go do something with those things. Make it work. As as uh, Project make it work, which sounds kind of like Lisa Barlow. We see guests mingling and chatting. We see Meredith and Seth walk in, and then we see Angie H. and her husband, Chris, coming to talk to Heather. And Angie H. is like, hey, how are you, the golden girl? And Heather's like, ah. And Angie H. is like, hi, how are you? And Heather goes, oh, my gosh, hi. Angie H. goes, I love you. You look gorgeous. Angie H. is just so thrilled that there's cameras here. She was like, oh, my God, if we go to this party... Chris, and there are no cameras. I am going to be so pissed. And she's like, oh my God, screen time. Yes. Dana arrives and Heather goes, hi. And Dana goes, you look amazing. Heather goes, oh my gosh, hi. So you guys, so far the season finale, and I wouldn't be mad if we didn't cut into this scene in 20 minutes and just focus on Jen, is that also four minutes of it is just ladies saying hi to ladies. Hey, hey, you look good. No, you look good. You look good. Hey, we wearing the same thing? Nice dress. Hey, look at the black lace. Hey. God, you know what? Like, I say hey in my everyday life. It's really not that special. I mean, you know, even when I say hi to really cool people, still not that special. It's really usually what comes after. And this is the problem. We don't really have a lot that comes after the highs in this episode. The ladies are all together now chatting. And Heather goes, if you guys will excuse me, I'm just going to go say hi. Oh, my God, more highs. Those are all my cousins. And Lisa goes, oh, your cousins. Heather goes, other line of the family. I'm going to go say hi. Heather walks over and hugs all of her cousins and tells them she's drinking the Sunbeam Spritzer, which is the mocktail. She must have... Told somebody that she was going to say the drink name a bunch of times. Heather in a confessional goes, these are my people. This is my family. These are the girls that showed up for me on ski day that have continued to show up for me while I'm writing a book called, what's it called? Oh, Bad, Bad Mormon. And it means the world to me that they would be interested in what I'm doing in my life. But also Heather, you know, listen, they're family. My family pretends that they're, they're like into what I'm doing all the time. Like that's just what they do. It's like, I'm appreciative, sure, but like they kind of have to. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, 
Anyways, Heather goes, do you think my mom's going to freak out seeing that all you guys came and she missed it? And Valerie, her cousin's like, I hope so. And Heather goes, Valerie, you don't mince words, do you? And Valerie's like, do you think all our parents are going to freak out? And Heather's like, you're in a tank top. Like, maybe there's another bad Mormon in the group. Tank top. Shit, that's, I would love it. Heather's like, girl, you didn't even shave your puss. <laughs> girl, you got a G-string riding up that thing. Look at you. Woo. Girl, your nipples can cut glass. High five. <laughs> Whitney, Lisa, and Angie K are talking together. Angie K's like, goes, tonight is Greek Easter at midnight. And Lisa goes, new beginnings, resurrection. Angie K goes, well, I'm waking up today in honor of Greek Easter. And I've had my eyes open to Jen. I'm definitely planning on talking to Jen tonight. Jen is putting out there to people and suggesting that I'm the one that's responsible for her eye. And Whitney goes, that's ludicrous. And Angie K goes, it is ludicrous. And Lisa goes, it's crazy. Angie K goes, in a confessional, a friend told me that, that after the fashion show, Jen pulled our friend Jake aside and told him, don't get too close to Angie because she's the one that punched Heather in the eye. Which, I mean, by the way, I think we all know, like Angie K, by the way, had every reason to beat the living pulp out of Jen Shaw after those $1,500 win in the ocean. Oh, still makes me angry. You know, like they're searching for that shit, just like the Titanic. They're like, they're going to make a James Cameron's going to make a movie one day of like, we're going back to San Diego. We got to find that heel. Um, never let go, Jack. Never let go. Um, but Angie K could, like, had, like, you know, like, but Angie K, we all know she didn't. So Jen Shaw, if she's making up just random lies like this, just to random people, dude, do not let her have a phone at prison. Like, just stop the spread of the lies. Angie K says, if she's trying to put rumors out there because, you know, and ruin my good name. Well, listen, I don't even know if you have a good name, but I get it. Because hers is in the toilet. That is nothing I would even be capable of doing. And Whitney goes... Why do you think Jen is doing this? And Angie K goes, you know, once Jen turns on you or feels that she has, you know, you have crossed her, she'll forever be out to get you. This is the final straw for me to go and say that I would actually hurt someone when she's been the violent one. She's been the aggressive one. We've all seen it. Guess what? Everybody is saying that perhaps her and Heather were in their room doing Barbie scissor kicks and then Jen beat the shit out of her. Now, this is great. Barbie scissor kicks. Now, for all you watching on YouTube, this is, I'm going to display Barbie scissor kicks. Okay, that's, you know what I'm saying? You put the legs like this, and then you see how it creates that scissor thing? And so Angie K, kick the kids out of the car. Don't let them watch this. They're going like this with their private parts. They're just jamming it like this, and they're jamming it, jamming it. That's what I'm saying. Can can we do do a can we pull my voice going jamming it jamming it? So Angie K says doing Barbie scissor kicks because that's like a little. I said that a couple episodes ago too. That I was like, man, I you know they get wasted and they get all grabby, touchy feely with all the boobies and stuff like that. Like who knows? Like maybe Jen made Heather feel beautiful or something. Like you never know. And the thing is, I know these are outlandish, but also think about all the shit Jen has done and been accused of and then been guilty of. You just anything is in the realm of possibility because Jen's really never really set the record straight. She's never really told us the truth. So when somebody doesn't tell the truth about anything, anything could also be possible. Um, and Lisa goes, Barbie scissor kicks. And Angie K goes, the Barbie scissor kicks and then getting the shit beat out of her. And Whitney goes, wait. <laughs> Whitney's like, don't talk about Barbie scissor kicks without me. 
Lisa's like, yeah. When he goes, what do you mean by Barbie scissor kicks? And Angie K goes, well, let's just say, sounds like, you know, people are asking me, like they're in a relationship. They're in the room having a sexual relationship and then romping, bumping, and giving each other a black eye after. <laughs> Yo, you want to come over, romp, bump, and then give each other black eyes? And she goes, because maybe someone wasn't very good in bed in the end. Who knows? So let's walk that theory down. Like, okay, so they're bumping, they're grinding, they're like licking and patting and, you know, bumping uglies and all that stuff. And then at the end, Jen's like, you're no good at this. And, and then just pops out there in the, oh, I didn't finish. Bam, bam. Like, I mean, that is kind of ridiculous too. Whitney looks shocked and confused. Lisa's just laughing like, ha, 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 ha. Lisa in a confession goes, I really don't think I like this mental visual. Like, Heather, like, how would this work? Like, and Lisa's putting her arms in different positions. Angie K in a confession was like, when two girls come together naked, heels off. Heels on, heels off, and, you know, and Angie does her fingers together in a scissoring motion. Jen and Koshaw enter the party, and Whitney goes, that's a rumor about the scissoring? And Angie goes, that's a rumor. So we come back from commercial break. Angie Kay is doing the romping, bumping thing. Whitney looks weirded out. Lisa laughs. Whitney's like in a confessional and goes, I mean, they say every female's three shots away from being a lesbian. Guys, I know I have a primarily female audience, I think this is kind of true, right? Like they say, you know, sex, sexuality is obviously uh, like very fluid and it's on a scale, right? But women have the capacity to love other women much more than men have. I mean, like I can fall in love with a man. I just, I'm not sexually attracted to a man. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> we're just getting real open here, you guys. But you know what I'm saying? Like that could be possible, I've had more female friends that have had sexual experiences with women, but I have a lot of female friends that are bisexual too. Like for them, that actually is a completely real thing. Like I, I wish I could be bisexual. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this really is, this could be as bad as the finale. <laughs> Angie K goes, look, I can have these moments where there's glimmers of hopes. I could move forward with Jen, but she's not well. I'm like, Angie Kay, you knew she wasn't well at the beginning of the season. Like, what? Jen and Coach Shaw come in and walk up to Meredith, Seth, Angie, and Chris. Now, remember Angie and Chris, this is the fat fucking elf on a shelf, Chris. And this is the one that did Shaw Exposed, that Coach Shaw is livid about. And that Jen, trigger warning, we're talking about, you know, somebody hurting themselves, is that Jen allegedly tried to take her life because of this Instagram account called Shaw Exposed. And Jen goes, hi! And Meredith goes, oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. And Jen's like, so do you. Meredith and Jen hug. Seth goes, speaking of good dudes, what's up, coach? And Coach Shaw's like, we're going to come right back, sweetie. And Jen goes, we'll be right back. Coach Shaw goes, we're going to have a nice conversation real fast. And Angie H goes like, yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. So Jen, Coach Shaw, Angie, and Chris walk over to the side. And Angie H goes, I'm glad that we got to see you guys tonight because, uh, We've been wanting to uh, to talk to y'all. And Jen looks at Coach and Coach Shaw goes, the things that were done and what was put up in order for me to find a path of reconciliation and forgiveness, I need to hear from you. And Chris goes, uh, oh, first of all, I, uh, I thank you for being willing to meet with us. And Jen goes, absolutely. And Chris goes, um, my heart, it... Hadn't, uh, 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 
ah, he starts choking ah, ah, he starts choking up in this really um, opposite of a man kind of way you know and I'm all I, I love to cry but like this really just even kind of disturbed me and then Chris goes yeah sorry I can't he, like he can't find the words and then Angie H is like ah oh, shit anyways I uh, I think what he's trying to say is as personal as it felt it was not personal and I understand I think we understand why it would feel so personal <laughs> Because it's your last name. And Chris goes, uh, of course it would. It's your it's your family name. And Angie H goes, of course, yeah, it's your it's your family name, of course. Coach Shaw, you know, realizing that this man's a puddle and he's destroyed another person, he reaches out and he shakes Chris's hand. Jen is wiping away tears, and Coach Shaw goes, Thank you. Thank you. And I accept your apology. Thank you. And the two men hug. And Angie H goes, ah, and you just tell that was like the most unattractive thing that Angie H ever saw her husband do. I mean, like this, this couldn't have been a good season for Angie H and her husband. Angie K and Meredith look on from across the room and you just like, oh shit. So Jen goes, thank you. And Angie H goes, Angie H goes, love you. (laughs) Angie, you don't love Jen. Another lie. The ladies hug and Jen goes, Thank you for being a good person. And Angie H goes, I'm so sorry. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Just fake bullshit. Like, fake. Did you? Like, what? The party is continuing, and Heather has changed into her choir robe, which feels very ominous. And Heather goes, we're going to start our performance if you guys want to make your way. Uh, John and Seth, grab a drink and come watch the choir. Uh, Jackie, Heather's cousin, goes, you look beautiful, by the way. And Heather goes, thank you. Really? And Jackie goes, you really do. And Heather goes, not too slutty. And Jackie goes, no, I like slutty. Heather's literally wearing a full-length choir robe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, I really, truly don't know what the slutty part is here. Like, did she, like, just, was she wearing nothing underneath? Did she flash people? We didn't see it. It is weird. Like, you could, like, the only thing that would be less, you know, Sexy is like a burka on top of the robe. When he's like, are they singing? Should we go? And Dana's like, yeah. The choir is gathered on this, the risers and is starting to perform Amazing Grace. And Jen, Heather, Angie H, and Angie K, and Lisa are on stage. Meredith, Dana, and Whitney are watching from the floor with the rest of the guests, probably just thanking their lucky stars they didn't participate in this. And it's so grossly fake because they're, they're just so off-key off the bat, just off key, like amazing grace, how sweet does that. And then Angie H does this thing where she like pops her head out and looks over at Jen, like wanting to make eye contact, like wanting to make this a moment and stand out. And like, you dork, don't stand out. Like, like, just focus on the singing. Like you can't even handle the singing. Like why not? Like just worry about the song. Come on. What are you doing? Lisa in a confession was like, I can't tell. Am I on key? I have no idea. I know a lot of other people aren't. <laughs> You're right, Lisa. You're not the worst one there. You're great. Jen in a confessional goes, amazing. But she changes amazing grace in her confessional to amazing grace. How sweet Jen is. I think that's when like, I threw a full-sized uh, TV off the porch, I was I was just like Shaw Amazing Grace. Like you're going to TV jail too, Shaw Amazing Grace. Like what? What are you gonna blame the producers for that shit too? I bet you went in there and goes, what if I did Shaw Amazing Grace? What if I did that? Would that be would that be dope? Angie K goes, I'm not the best singer, 
period. No, I'm not the best singer, but knowing that I'm surrounded by other singers and my voice will be drowned out. Angie K, I'll even go one further. I'll say you're not even surrounded by other singers. I'll say they're all just standing around opening their mouth and things are coming out. We cut to Jen continuing to sing in her confessional. Just horrible. The choir finishes singing. Everyone cheers. Um, Heather goes, how about that faux tab choir? First, I want to just thank this beautiful choir for their willingness to fulfill a weird wish I had and t- and literally put no work or effort in, which was she goes, which was to create a community in song without any religious organization attached. And we're here to celebrate this book. And so I've been thinking a lot about like what it means to me and the kind of changes I've been through in the last few years. But a scripture kept coming to me. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And that's the kind of friend that I've always aspired to be. And I'm not great at it, once again, period. No, And I'm not great at it, but the intention is to always be a ride or die for everyone. Heather, please don't tell me you just used scripture to jam a ride or die moment in and to show how amazing you are to Jen Shaw. Please don't say you just did that. Please. Okay, you guys, now is the part of the show that I love, and we are talking about our sponsors. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Rocket Money. Uh, Rocket Money is kind of my favorite new app. And I got to be honest with you guys right up top um, is that I knew about Rocket Money before they were even a sponsor because I heard it on another show and I was like, whoa, advertising really works. And this thing is awesome. So let's get into it. Let me tell you what this is. Um, But if your New Year's goals, we're still only two weeks into the New Year. So, you know, is to manage your money better. That is, I think, should be a goal for everybody to try to save money. And that is where Rocket Money comes in. So you can say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. So Rocket Money, it's formerly known as Truebill, and it is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. So over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Like this is, I, I would actually say 90%. I don't think there's a person I know that doesn't forget about subscriptions because they get it. They, that's how they get it. I was thinking about this tonight. How many people just depend on us forgetting? Like in our real lives, but also with everything that we buy, they just depend on us not ever. Like they'll never cancel. They don't know. Like they'll never. But that's where rocket money comes in. They are actually on the case, making sure you know what things that you have and helping you decide what you need to cancel to save money. Um, Think about it. Streaming services you bought just to watch one show on, uh, the free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. That's another thing I want to expand on here. Really, as I get older, I just want things to be simple. Don't you? It's all, everything's such a hassle. But this, they tell you, you click a button and it's done. You simply find the subscription you don't want and you press cancel. And Rocket Money, they cancel it for you. 
No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So this is something that even at dinner tonight, I was with my sister, uh, my sister, my nephew, my brother-in-law, my mom and dad. My niece is away. Um, so sorry, I don't I don't know why I needed to give my whole family uh, location, but I told them about this, and everyone at the table, my mom was like, "Ooh, that sounds amazing!" And my sister loved it. They both are canceling Disney Plus, which you can do through Rocket Money. Uh, I have subscriptions I didn't even realize I had. Entertainment Weekly, which doesn't even publish anymore, I still have a subscription to. How is that possible? Thank you, Run- Rocket Money. I do not any longer. Um, so stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. That's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. You guys, check it out. Do it for me. Do it for the show. But also do it for you. $720. That's a lot of money that you can spend on coming to see me live. Dates announcing soon. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If anybody needs a friend right now, it's fucking Whitney, who literally uncovered sexual abuse this season. And you're saying, I'm a ride-or-die friend. And we know the person that loves the term ride-or-die is Miss Jen Shaw. Anyway, she goes, if I'm a bad Mormon, I hope I can still be a good friend. And thank you for all coming tonight. Oh, man, Heather is so lost. Like, this. okay, so I was trying to think of how this finale would work. Like, if you literally just... If you if you love just fake people from top to bottom, no actual emotional resonance, uh, no foundation to go deeper with any of these ladies, and you realize that they all hate each other, if you go in knowing all of that stuff and like agree with that, you potentially could love this because it's all just redonkulous from top to top to bottom. 
They all count down to her book cover reveal, and Heather takes the curtain off. Everyone cheers and applauds the cover, and Heather goes, wait, 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 and she unzips her robe, and just she's in another black outfit, and she goes, here we go, future New York Times bestseller. And I go, bet it won't be. Heather in a confession goes, for a devout Mormon, this cover is sacrilegious, blasphemous, and terribly offensive. I do want to point out she's wearing a full outfit on there as well, so I'm guessing the bad Mormon thing is. These are secrets you don't reveal, and I'm not only revealing them, but I'm putting my face on the cover of the book for money. (laughs) By the way, she acts like she's doing like this as a service. You're doing this for money, and that's why I'm seeking grace and support for those that aren't offended by it. I want to retire ride or die. I want to retire giving people grace. You can give people grace, but let's just not say we're giving people grace. Just say we're, yeah, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> Lisa in a confessional goes, it's a great cover. I'm just wondering, like, what's going to go inside? It's, once again, Lisa's very true. Would you like to read a passage from your book, Heather, tonight? Like, You know what I'm saying? Here, let me read a little passage from this book. No, let's just show you the cover. I'll bet dollars to donuts. She had a couple chapters written. Angie Kay in a confessional goes, um, nothing like being invited to a book party with no books for sale. This is like a fashion show without fashions. Um, Lisa in a confessional is like, you know, it's like me having a Vita tequila party with no tequila. It's crazy. The party continues. Heather's taking pictures with friends and family by the book cover. The rest of the cast is drinking and mingling. Someone asks Lisa when she's going to write a book. And Lisa goes, oh, I don't know. I feel like I should. (laughs) We get a flashback to the reunion from season one when Heather says to Lisa, you should write a book. I won't read it. Jen and Whitney see each other and hug. Jen goes, hey, Whitney, you look pretty. And Whitney's like, Hey, Jen, so do you, babe. Hi, Sharif. Coach is like, hi, Whitney, how are you doing? Whitney in a confessional goes, Jen and I literally haven't talked since the trip, and I feel like we took a few steps back in San Diego. Flashback to San Diego when Whitney was asking what happened to Jen and Heather and Lisa's lunch, and Jen told her, I tried to commit suicide. Whitney goes, after their trip from San Diego, I feel like we went into it like in a very good place, united. And Jen's like, we did, absolutely. And Whitney's like, yeah, I felt like it flip-flopped. Once you got with like Heather and the group, it felt like, it ganged up on me. And Jen's like, I knew we had moments, but I in no way felt there was an issue or that I was coming at you. Also, it is funny. Jen does act differently around coach. Jen's like, oh my God, girl, I love you so much. We're so tight. Angie K and Dana are talking over the side. Angie K goes, I need to have an opportunity to talk to Jen. And Dana goes, I'll go over there with you. Now I'm going, okay, this is where Dana's going to get into it with Jen Shaw, right? Angie and Dana walk over to Whitney and Jen. And Jen goes, well, I had no idea that you felt like that. And Whitney's like, like, yeah, and Meredith and Seth are also talking to the side. Meredith goes, all right, let's, let me go see what's going on over there with all the ruckuses. And Seth's like, yeah. And Whitney goes, one-on-one, Jen, you are so amazing, so much fun. Meredith and Lisa have also joined the conversation now. And Jen's like, hi. And Whitney goes, in San Diego, the Jen that I built a what I thought was a strong relationship with, I just felt like that she wasn't there on the trip. And Jen goes, and I didn't feel like that, just so you guys know, the Heather thing. Lisa goes, I felt like that. And Jen goes, well, and you know what? You you have very, Lisa goes, I felt like that. And Jen goes, you have a reason to. And Angie K goes, Jen, there's a pattern though. Everybody, and Jen goes, Angie, Angie, I'm talking to Lisa right now. I do owe you an explanation for some things, but going into the trip, Jen's like, I'm going to shut it down immediately before Angie K says something. And Angie K goes, well, there's something. And Jen goes, going into the trip. And Angie K goes, okay, Jen, let's stop talking about the trip for a minute. And Jen goes, no, 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 she's, and Angie K goes, because there's something major. And Jen goes, no, she's talking about, Whitney goes, no, I'm just pointing it out. That's my, and Angie K goes, yeah, 
this is great. And Jen goes, let me finish. Let me finish. And Angie K goes, give it all her spin and stroke. Okay, wrap it up. We come back from commercial break and uh, Jen goes, I was talking to Whitney and then everyone just jumped over here. We get a flash over to Heather talking to some friends and Heather goes, go eavesdrops on that conversation. I do not want to be a part of that. I have to go to the restroom. Where's my purse? I'm a huge pussy. <laughs> and Jen goes, I'm trying to be respectful and finish the conversation right now. And Angie K goes, Jen, 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 you're going around, you're going around spreading rumors that I gave Heather a black eye. You went and told somebody that I'm responsible for Heather's horrible eye. And Jen goes, that is a lie. I never said that. <laughs> By the way, Jen should have just said, that is a lie. I said it, but I made it. That was a lie on my part. Angie K goes, you didn't say anything about me giving Heather a black eye. And Jen goes, no, I didn't. And Angie K goes, or being involved in her black eye. And Jen goes, I never said one thing about you giving Heather a black eye. That is not true. And Heather is now walking towards the group with Angie H. Uh, and Heather goes, oh, what's happening? And Jen goes, Sharif, can you come here, please? And Coach is like, yeah, yeah. And Angie K goes, coach, she gets abusive and bully like to people like me who have had her back. You know, Angie, she's telling me that this girl has pushed her to the brink of suicide. So I have her back. And then now everything's like, was it even real? Like, did she really push you to that? Or is it all fake? And Jen looks shocked. And then looks at Coach Shaw like, oh, oh. and Jen goes, oh, please tell her. Are you serious? Was it real? Yeah, tell her. And Coach Shaw goes, that she almost died. And Jen goes, that was a rumor? Heather jumps in and Jen walks off. And Heather goes, that was very, very real. And Coach Shaw goes, that she almost died? That she tried to commit suicide? What was, and Angie K goes, no, I didn't say it wasn't real. She almost died. Were her feelings against this woman real? And Heather goes, absolutely real. And Coach Shaw goes, I was there during it. And Jen still walking away goes, fuck them. Guys, I am so confused at this part watching because I'm like, it just switched from like Angie Kay's trying to backtrack because she's like, she's scared of coach. But I just, I don't know, you guys. I just think, yeah. And also, we still haven't cleared up. Remember last season when coach went on record that he had like an anal fissure? And remember when Jen tried to like run from the feds? And then coach was like, no, she's like, no, I had to go meet coach at the hospital. He had like something wrong with his anus. And like Andy asked one question about it. And coach was like, that's true. My anus was broken that day. And it was so weird. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is a good, this is good lesson to me. This is a good lesson to any of you guys out there. Like, don't like. Don't lie because then people just don't believe you and then it just sucks because then when you are telling the truth, it's like there's doubt there, you know? Um, Jen in the conventional goes, I have never met anybody in my fucking life as evil and disgusting as Angie K. Jen, have you met yourself? Let me just throw it out there because if you have, I think that'd be a weird statement because you don't do that shit. You don't question someone's mental health or suicide attempts. That is beyond fucked up. It is beyond fucked up. But once again, I'm telling you, there's a reason why. Like, it is fucked up. But you saying you don't question someone's mental health or suicide attempts, it's almost like you're stating something that you read of, like, uh, ways to get out of things. And one of those is, okay, so I know here that you're not supposed to question anybody's mental health or breakups. And Jenna's used both. Now, there, there could be both very true. But I'm sorry, she's done enough lies that... I don't put anything past her. Jen turns around and faces the camera and goes, I don't want a fucking camera in my face. 
And Angie K goes, I think it's healthy, healthy for them to all have peace. And Heather goes, of course it is. And Angie K goes, but it's hard for me to trust because she flip flops on everything. She flip flops about you. She obviously said something about me having involvement with your black eye. And Heather goes, she also said that a spider laid eggs in my eye. And Angie K goes, yeah, there was a lot of great stories. And Heather goes, do you want peace with Jen or do you want to be? And Angie K goes, peace is great. And Heather goes, what is your objective here? And Angie K goes, there's no way to move forward with her. I'm telling you, because it will just keep coming back. Angie K learning in one season what Heather can't learn in three. Jen comes back to the group and Jen goes, baby, let's go. And Coach Shaw's like, all right, we're going to take off. <laughs> Coach Shaw's used to going to like 20 minutes of every party. Lisa goes, you are? Meredith and Seth walk out with Jen and Coach Shaw. The party is continuing and the guests are starting to leave. Several people tell Heather congratulations for the book cover and thank you for the invitation. Someone tells her the choir was beautiful, just flat out lying to her face. And Heather goes, this is one of many performances. So this is just the beginning. We're going to do it again. Sure, Heather. Random guest goes, I can't wait to read your book. And Heather goes, I'll write another book. What? The finale title cards come up at 20 minutes and 49 seconds. Is that true? 20 minutes? I thought it was like 30 minutes. So 20 minutes. Damn, dude. So we start getting the title cards up. Um, Oh, it's so sad. Uh, So the title card's up for Heather, and it goes, Heather's book is finished, and now she's worried her family will actually read it. (laughs) She practices with her choir regularly and continues to give Jen amazing grace. Oh, God. These are so horrible. Like, I'm so sorry to be so negative, but it's all bad. Lisa's standing next to one of the heaters, and Lisa goes, is my hair going to burn? Part of it's, like, synthetic. Ha, 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 ha. And then Lisa's title card comes up and goes, Lisa's business is better than ever. Just ask the SEC. She's been attending college tours with Jack, but no jazz games in quite some time. Now, this was, like, I love the Jack storyline of, like, fudge college, mom. Fudge college. Like, I love that. Heather and Whitney are hugging. Heather goes, it was so fun to look out and see you and Justin singing. Ha 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 And Whitney goes, I couldn't help it. And then Whitney's title card comes on and says, Whitney is focused on setting boundaries in her life, except in the bedroom. Unfortunately, the bad weather report is still gloomy and sunny skies aren't on the horizon. Bad weather is, of course, Whitney and Heather. And Seth goes, you want to get a drink? And Meredith's like, yes. And then Meredith's title card is, Meredith continues to be a champion for mental health, especially her own. She and Seth are busy taking bubble baths, which leaves no... Uh, uh, I'm thinking about their bubble bath. Uh, which leaves no time to reconcile with Lisa. Cut to black. And then the title card comes up three months later. We hear ominous music and see shots of Salt Lake City and a Mormon temple and hear a bell toll. They're really ominous shots, you guys. Like, at first I was like, is this a Marvel movie? Like, it was just like, is this Justice League? What? Like, it was like, is, is there a superhero, like, gonna around the snowy mountains? It was really dark. We see Jen and her mom, Charlene, walking up the driveway at Jen's house and sitting down on the front porch and says, four days to trial. And Jen's mom goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe the day is here. And Jen goes, I know. Jen's mom goes, yeah. And Jen goes, it's surreal for me because I'm like, the next time that I come home, I'll either be guilty or innocent. Jen, you're guilty right now. And Jen's mom goes, you'll be innocent. We know that, right? And Jen is quiet. And Jen goes, I wish dad was here to help. And then she starts to cry. I would just feel better. And Jen's mom goes, remember that grandma and everybody has always said, In the Hawaiian culture and the Tongan culture, you're always surrounded by your ancestors. They're always around you. But when you call their name, they're right next to you. So when you walk into that courtroom, before you walk in, 
You call. You call your grandma and your grandpa and your dad and everybody and they'll be right there with you. Just disappointed as all hell. <laughs> Jen's crying, wiping away tears. I truly hope she did not call her. Like the ancestors are getting cold from heaven and they're like, what the fuck did you call me? You called me down for this shit? Wait, you stole from elders? Wait, what? What? You gotta let me out of heaven. I gotta put some reckoning on this girl. Jen in the confessional goes, my mom is somebody I lean on a lot financially. No, she's so supportive and I don't tell her thank you enough. We get a flashback to a year earlier when Jen's mom told her she cashed out all her retirement money and liquidated her assets to pay for Jen Shaw's legal fees because Jen is innocent. This is one time in reality shows that I also hope this scene was a lie because it breaks my heart to think that this woman cashed in her... I mean, but then I was thinking about it. Maybe this is all money, money Jen gave her already from stolen money. So maybe that money is stolen money already. Who knows? But I hope that Jen was like, that scene wrapped and she was like, Mom, I'm telling you, don't, don't. I'm good. I'm good. We're getting it from a lot of other places. You keep that money. Like, I'm praying. Um, Jen in the confessional goes... The trial has been pushed five times and like, it's, wow, it's finally here. Like, this is it. It's really happening. Jen's mom walks Jen and Sharif to the car and Jen goes, okay, check on Omar, Omar tonight, all right? And Jen's mom like, I will, I will. And Jen's like, love you, mom. Jen's mom, my goodness. And they hug. Jen in the confessional goes, everything is real right now. And Jen's mom goes, love you guys, be safe. Coach Shaw's like, love you. Yes, ma'am. Coach Shaw and Jen get in the car and drive off. We see flashbacks of Jen getting off the Sprinter van before their trip with the FBI was looking for her. We see the raid on Jen's house. We see all the times she claimed she was innocent throughout the years. And Jen arrives in New York City and goes to her hotel. And now we see three days to the trial. We come back to the hotel, but instead of Jen's room, we come to a hotel room and see Heather is staying there. Meredith also shows up and knocks on Heather's door. Now, this is another weird thing because, you know, Jen, you know, arrives and she has a really nice hotel room. Like, I'm just... Obviously, I think, I hope Bravo's paying for this because I'm like, you putting, you putting, spending all this money again, girl? Motel 6, like, honestly, like, and I hope, like, Meredith and Heather had to have gotten flown out by Bravo as well. There's all camera crew there. These things are scheduled. This wasn't a spur of the moment thing. So this was a scheduled shoot time, you know? So Heather and Meredith are there. Meredith shows up and knocks on Heather's door and Heather's like, hi. And Meredith's like, hey, how are you? And Heather's like, I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. And they hug. And Heather goes, I'm glad to see you. Sit down. Take a load off. What's our, what's our game plan? Remember, they haven't been shooting for a couple months. And Meredith goes, I think, honestly, for her, I think just physically having us there is just huge. And there really isn't that much else we can do. And Heather goes, I know. I feel helpless. And Meredith goes, you know? Meredith, the confessional, goes, over the last year, since Jen's arrest, things have changed a lot for her. This is a lot of pressure, and it's the time where you rise to the occasion to support those around you. And Heather goes, I saw her right before she left and it was the most serious and like heavy conversation we've probably ever had. We get a flashback to Heather and Jen's conversation and Jen's like, I mean, I need to ask you something seriously. I'm, I'm being serious though. If the worst thing happens and they find out about my guilt, no, she goes, and I'm found guilty. Like, can you please check out my family and make sure Coach is okay? Make sure Omar and Reefy is, and like, and Heather goes, of course. And Jen goes, let them know how much I love them and how proud I am every day. And just, and Heather goes, Jen, 
And Jen goes, I just want to make sure they're okay. And Heather's like, we're going to be here for you and for your family. And Jen goes, I'm scared, Heather, okay? I'm scared. Like, it will really kill me if I'm away from my family. And probably that's, you know, that's prison. I... Heather tells Meredith she's really scared. And Meredith goes, she has to be. Heather and Meredith come to Jen's room. Coach Shaw goes, they're here. And Heather goes, hi. Jen goes, hi. Meredith goes, hey. And Heather goes, how you doing? Heather and Jen hug. By the way, Jen Shaw is in a Brooks Marks tracksuit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now you're kissing Brooks' ass. Where was this attitude two seasons ago, huh? Yeah, now you're wearing the Brooks truck. Oh, I've always loved his designs. Um and Meredith is wearing a Brooks Marks tracksuit as well. And Meredith goes, how are you? And Jen goes, I'm happy to see you guys. And Heather goes, we're so happy to be here. The ladies come in and greet Coach and sit down on the uh, on the couch in the suite. Heather goes, the troops have arrived. And Coach Shaw goes, yeah. And Jen in a confessional goes, so many people have said, oh, I'm going to be there for you, Jen. But like, who's actually here? Who got on a plane? Who is here to show support and love? It's Heather and Meredith. It's like having the cavalry show up for you to help you fight, where it's giving me the support I need to help me prepare for what's ahead. That's weird, too, though, because I think it like almost in a way it's like you're also dragging your friends down when you know you're guilty. They're there on false pretenses like Heather would be there regardless. But I think Meredith might have rethought it. Coach Shaw to Meredith goes, where's your husband? That's my man. And Meredith goes, he's working. And Coach Shaw goes, is he? And Meredith goes, he's here, though. And Coach Shaw goes, yeah? And Meredith goes, he's got to get some work done. We get it, Meredith. He has a big, busy job. And Coach Shaw goes, all right, all right. You know, we're just a few days from trial. And Heather goes, how are uh, how are the boys doing? And Coach Shaw goes, well, we've had some painful conversations. I've had them with both my sons. We're going to be fine. We want a certain outcome. But regardless, God is with us. I know that we'll be fine. And Heather goes, what do you have going on today? What's up today? And uh, Heather, by the way, has Brooks Marks joggers on as well. And Jen goes, so we have to go to Priya's office, that's her lawyer, just to touch base, go over strategy, and meet before the pretrial hearing. And Heather goes, okay, why don't we uh, meet up and figure out a plan? And Meredith's like, yeah. And Jen goes, thank you. And Heather goes, you guys, oh, we're thinking of you. And Jen goes, I love you so much. And Heather goes, more meetings. Two days to trial. Meredith, Seth, and Heather are walking together down the sidewalk to a restaurant in New York. Meredith goes, and look at the pretty hydrangeas. That's beautiful. And Seth asks for a table at the Hostess Sand, and they all go sit down and order. Heather goes, can I get a mojito but not frozen? And Meredith goes, the frege. I'll try that. And Seth goes, I'll do the stress reliever. <laughs> stress reliever. Get it? <laughs> I couldn't wait to have lunch with Coach Shaw. And Meredith goes, I feel bad that it didn't work out. Yeah, you guys have shown up for Jen. I want to show up for Coach. I was looking forward to going out with him and talking to him, but I, I mean, I know it's all about Jen as it should be, but how's he doing? And Meredith goes, He's having a tough time. It's a lot. He's stressed out. And Heather goes, and he's a husband and like an attorney, you know, he's like business and emotional support, you know? Yeah. And Heather goes, you see him with his glasses at that laptop? And uh, Laura actually points out at 28 minutes and two seconds, you can see Coach's computer screen. And he was clearly watching football on his laptop in the hotel room. But remember, his job is uh, a coach. So he might have been watching tape. So Meredith goes, yeah, she said he's reading every law document. He's reading everything. I wonder if he's charging Jen, too. Like He's like, you know, I have a pretty steep billing charge. Heather goes, 
everything. They got the witness list and they saw all the former people in their lives. They're going to be testifying and they also got little excerpts of what they're going to say. And he said it was really hard to hear and really hard to read all these things about Jen. So from that statement, it kind of seems like this was a surprise, some of this, to Coach Shaw, like to read all of these things about Jen. Like it was a surprise for him or it was a surprise that they, you know, like I wanted more from that that paragraph. Seth goes, it's incomprehensible, right? And Heather goes, that is, that's why I think there's strain. Yeah. And Seth goes, this thing's coming like a freight train right now. It's like me in a bathtub with Meredith. She's either going to be free and innocent or the reality. God forbid she's found guilty. And Heather goes, but her worst fear is that she'll not only be guilty, but that she'll be sentenced to serve time in a facility and be taken away from her family. And Seth goes, how many defendants were there? There were a bunch, right? And Meredith goes, quite a few, but they all pled guilty, right? Nobody is disputing that this scheme happened. Yeah, Heather says. Meredith goes, the question stems from Jen's involvement. Did she have knowledge of what was going on? Does she even know? And Heather goes, there's no proof. And Meredith goes, so there you go. But this is not like a small thing where you can be facing, you know, six months in prison. This is a major, major trial. And says, like, have either of you ever asked Jen if she's guilty of any of these charges? And they're like, this is realized as a Salt Lake City. We don't get into stuff like that. We don't get into the reality of our lives, okay? Uh, Heather goes, when your friend looks you in the eyes and says, I'm innocent of this, you say, then I will support you in whatever path you're going to take. Do you want to scissor me? <laughs> Seth goes, God forbid she's guilty. Are you still a ride or die friend? And Meredith goes, if in fact Jen is proclaiming her innocence when she's really guilty and not taking accountability to the victims of what she did, that's a really big problem for me. And Meredith confessional goes, when all is said and done and Jen can talk freely about this, I would love to sit down and understand what went on. But I don't want to know while there's an open trial pending. All that's going to do is put me in a position where I could end up being questioned. I have no interest in that. Heather goes, you said you believe the people you love. I mean, take a moment right now and like around you and see how beautiful it is and how peaceful. Uh, this is New York City, you guys. And then consider the circumstances that we're under here. It's heartbreaking. And Meredith goes... It is, it is. Heather starts to cry and wipes a tear off her face and then takes a huge gulp of her mojito. New scene, Heather and Meredith are in Jen's hotel room at night and Heather goes, here's some snacks. And Jen goes, oh, we have Sour Patch Kids. And Heather goes, all right, so you're feeling better? Heather tosses a bag of almonds at Jen and Jen goes, um... I don't like you how you handed me that bag of almonds. And Jen laughs. And Heather goes, I know. It's because I'm like, I've lost my hostess skills. I'm sorry. Tell us about the day. What happened? And Jen goes, the hardest part for me this week has been somebody that I trusted, that I made sure that he didn't lose his job five times at the company we worked for, made sure that his kids were put through school, made sure he had food on his table. What's been the hardest for me this week is to learn that fucking person has turned on me, and now I just read all this shit that he said. Stuart's a piece of fucking shit, and you know what? He can play the, oh, I'm little Stuart Smith. No, bitch, you're an evil motherfucker, and you played me. I would not be in this thing at all if it wasn't for Stuart. Stuart fucking played me. Flashback to Stuart and Jen working together one year earlier when she feeds him a banana. And Jen goes, you see the progress over the last year and a half where Stuart's like, Jen didn't know anything. Jen didn't know anything. Jen's not involved in this. Nope, she's not. Then all of a sudden, he pleads guilty. Guys, I mean, this is just the saddest part of it all. Because Jen, caught, still is trying to find a way out, trying to blame somebody. 
And yeah, like there's court documents of Jen trying to tell Stuart, shut your mouth. Coach will coach us on how to deal with this. Shut your mouth. We're good. Neither of us did anything. But yeah, Stuart played you. I love it. Like Stuart tried to probably leave that job five times and you kept bringing him back. Um, a headline from E! News comes on screen. Jen Shaw's assistant, Stuart Smith, charges, changes plea to guilty in telemarketing scheme case. And Jen goes, and so for me to finally see all this information and be like, oh, okay, this is what was going on behind my back. And Heather goes, why do you think he's doing that? Just to get a less sentence? And Jen goes, yeah. Heather in a confessional goes, what she's telling us, I can hardly believe. How is Stuart, the guy that chased her snacks and ordered her waxing appointments and, you know, bought her tampons, how is he also running the scheme and framing her? And she doesn't know. I don't know, Heather. That's a great question. Wish you'd asked it earlier in the season. And Jen goes, it makes me think like, um, I don't know. It just makes me think like, it's so hard to like trust people. Yeah. Isn't that tough, Jen? You just don't know who to trust and who's just trying to take your money and stuff. Isn't that weird? Um... And Meredith goes, we all know how this world works and karma's out there. And Jen goes, yeah. And Meredith, Jen's like, oh, uh, yeah. What do you mean? And Meredith goes, and I always say that people who do bad things suffer with their own being every day. And Jen's like, stop talking, woman. Stop. Jen in the confessional goes, there's so much I wish I could say to the public. So much money I wish I could ask for. No. And Meredith and Heather stand up to leave. And Jen goes, I love you so much. And Meredith goes, I love you. And they hug. And Jen in the confessional goes, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm really tired. And uh, and Heather goes, the three amigos. I'm like, okay, Heather. Great. You're the three amigos. Let's put it on a shirt. And Meredith goes, ah. And they all hug. And a producer in the confessional goes, Jen, are you ready to tell us the real story now and Jen doesn't respond but just looks off in the distance uh. and Heather goes we know you got this babe and Jen goes okay uh, we come back from commercial a bell tolls and then we hear a voiceover of Coach Shaw saying our time has come and then Jen's mom saying you'll be innocent and then Jen saying I'm innocent July 11th 2022 we see Jen surrounded by paparazzi as she's leaving the courthouse reporters are yelling different questions at Jen Jen any comments on the guilty plea Jen any comment at all are you going to go to jail for 11 years a headline from reality blurb comes on screen Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw pleads guilty to telemarketing fraud faces up to 14 years behind bars and 9 million in restitution as sentencing to date revealed headline from E! News Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's Jen Shaw pleads guilty in fraud case Daily dish jen shaw pled guilty to wire fraud case on july 11 2022 jen shaw pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud she has been sentenced to 6.5 years in prison back in salt lake city we see lisa barlow coming into a restaurant and getting a table for two heather walks in and heather goes hey and lisa goes hi how's it going and heather goes oh it's nuts and lisa, oh it's nuts and lisa goes nuts and heather goes it's nuts and lisa goes did you just get back from new york and heather goes just barely got back and lisa goes when like and heather goes not last night but the night before so you didn't just get in heather you've been in for like a day and a half well that's who cares and lisa goes Oh, you're kidding. The ladies order their food and drinks, Vita cocktails, of course. And Lisa goes, when, you're, when your friend changes her plea, 
Vita's the drink for you. Lisa goes, I have so many questions. Are you okay? And Heather's like, yeah, I'm just, I mean, are you okay? And Lisa goes, it feels so surreal. Yesterday, I felt like the gamut. I was angry. I was sad, confused. I'm like, wow, this is who she is. This is a bad, awful thing she's done. And Heather goes, I'm overwhelmed with grief. Grief that we're in this situation, that there's victims, that our friend is going away for a decade. And she has a 16-year-old. And Lisa goes, that made me bawl my eyes out yesterday. And she starts to cry. All I could think about her was in the van saying, I'm not going to see Reefy get married. And we get a flashback to last season when Jen almost fucking, like, tackled Lisa Barlow. And Jen was crying about what was going to happen missing out on her kids' lives. And Lisa's like, like that part. And Heather goes, I mean, Omar is 16. Both the ladies are crying now. Lisa goes, when you read what she said, what did you feel? And Jen's statement from the court transcript comes on screen. I knew the purchasers of these services were misled. I knew this was wrong. I knew I know many people were harmed, and I am so sorry. Heather goes, shock. What she pled guilty to is so bad. So bad it's good. No, so bad. And the fact that she's taken it this far and gone for this long and proclaimed her innocence, and now I can only think she that she did it, and she thought she was going to get away with it. And then when she realized she didn't get away with it, her story changed. And Lisa goes, I don't want to believe that Jen was capable of doing any of that. And Heather goes, it was the last thing I expected for her to plead guilty. And Lisa goes, what made her decide to fight? And Heather goes, this is a theory. And Lisa goes, "Uh uh-huh. I think the coach discovered what Jen was doing and that it was impossible to explain away. And then in that 3,500 with all the witness statements and all the witnesses... There was something, you know, the 3,500 of pages and all that stuff. There was something that they could not get out of. And Lisa goes, refute. And Heather goes, and it was a smoking gun that said, okay, the gig is up. You have to walk in there. You have to say you did these things. You have to go to prison for a decade. And I'll tell you right now, if I, if my husband knew about it and my husband was involved, and Lisa goes, I'd fucking lose my mind. I'd kill John. She didn't say I'd kill John. And Heather goes, and he said, there you go, sis. I'll take care of the boys. I'll see you in 15 years. That, to me, is a whole other tragedy. Once again, Heather totally muddying the waters, confusing things, bringing coach into it. We Okay, so wait, we... Once again, Jen's a victim, you guys. Is that it? Is it Heather? Is that your is your buddy a victim again? Is that what it is? Okay. Okay. And Lisa goes, beyond. Heather goes, I think she did it. I think she did it. And I think it's um she's choking on the words and she doesn't want to say it. It's too big. And the penalties are too big. Lisa starts to cry, and Heather goes, It's a lot. And Lisa goes, It's a lot. Fade to black. It is a lot, folks. It's a lot of horseshit. And uh what a bad so Wednesday. Not today, but tomorrow we get the first episode of the reunion. I don't hold out high hopes, but it might be that thing that I expect so little of it that maybe it'll surprise me, but I've been wrong before and I don't want to, you know, I, I just really don't expect anything. I don't know. We, we've just let, been left with no resolution. There's no answers. It's just only excuses. But great season, you guys. We did it. A whole nother season. Uh, so I hope this was a fun episode. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you on the show on Wednesday tomorrow. Make sure to sign up for the Patreon and make sure if you like this, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe, tell your friends. If you're listening to that, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, bye guys. Betches.